Women's Health Melbourne is a boutique specialist fertility and women's health practice, caring for women at all life stages. We're proud to provide world-class holistic medical care, including IVF and a range of other fertility treatments. We provide our patients with every opportunity to achieve their goals. Our two Melbourne locations are in Fitzroy and our new state-of-the-art Caulfield practice. Reach us at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au and you can follow both Women's Health Melbourne and Dr Rayleigh Alou on the socials. Chantel Otten is a Melbourne-based psychosexologist who is passionate about empowering people to feel great about their sexual health, self-esteem, communication and education. When speaking to Chantel, it quickly became obvious that we would need more than one episode together to cover Raelia and Chantel's approaches to sex. Through our series, The Sex Tapes, we will be discussing a range of topics including the female orgasm, sexual concerns, sex for conception and sexual self-esteem through life stages. Welcome back, Chantel, to The Sex Tapes. We're on Knocked Up. Today's episode is about sex for conception, which can be so stressful. Woohoo, what a great topic. (laughs) What a great, and something everyone is talking about, I think, been in lockdown as well there's lots of talk about a baby boom and I think that puts possibly more pressure on couples. So when you start off trying to have a baby I think it's actually really quite lovely and quite different I suppose because your whole life as a woman you're taught how to not get pregnant and you're taught how to avoid getting pregnant and you know sex involves things like condoms, IUDs, the pill, uh, pull-out method, um, which if you're listening and you're not trying to get pregnant only has 70% effectiveness, so be careful. (laughs) Um, And 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 the intention of sex is pleasure, right? That's the intention. Yeah, the intention. And, And sex before you try and have a baby is really about pleasure. It's about relationships, it's about eroticism. When you are trying to get pregnant, it gains a certain functionality to it. And I guess if you're successful quickly, it's not a big deal for that to happen. But many of the patients that I see in my practice who have difficulty getting pregnant or are taking a bit longer than they would like to get pregnant they can experience the fact that they are trying to conceive might be taking a bit of the sizzle out of their sex life. Can you tell us a little bit about your perspective on this, Chantal? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I see a lot of couples who are trying to have babies and that's maybe because they have gone to get fertility treatment but maybe they're just not having that much sex you know we need to be having sex to be able to try and conceive naturally you know twice a month is is really um not going to cut it we want to be having it around that time where we are uh, our bodies are optimal to be able to conceive but also I see a lot of couples that have been trying for a long time and that are starting to get a little bit frustrated because the point is uh, sex starts out as fun 
and we start with passion and we're excited, we're really charged, we're gonna have a baby, so we, let's do this and let's make it great. But then sometimes we can start becoming a little bit too focused on we need to do it at this time, it needs to be on this day, um, and you know you need to be ready and we just need to pump it out so we start to lose the the erotic side of sex and we start to you know becoming a, a functioning sexual couple but not an erotic sexual couple you know we don't start doing it for fun and pleasure we start doing it to make a child and um, it becomes a little bit repetitive and it can become a chore and we can start feeling disheartened as we move towards this time where we are expecting to um, have the the pregnancy stick saying you know everything's gone well congratulations um, but when we start getting negative tests come back then sex starts to feel you know a little bit sad or like a job and we start to get worry and we start to get stressed and stress does not equal healthy sex so um, for me, I really try and make sure that we have couples having a lot more fun and we start bringing back some chemistry and satisfaction into their sex life um, and working on pleasurable sex rather than just repetitive sex. I think that's so important and especially for couples who need assisted reproductive treatments to have a baby because it's very stressful to go through reproductive treatments, even if ultimately successful and they do result in a baby, a lot of relationships actually break down around fertility treatments, whether they're successful or unsuccessful. Can you give us any insight into how we can try to keep the fire alive, like how we can keep the flame alive of a relationship if you are having struggles getting pregnant? Absolutely. I think the most important thing is for each of you as individuals to make sure that you're doing enough self-care for yourself um, and to make sure that you still have the opportunity to be individuals. Uh, I always ask people, when is the when is the time where you look at your, your partner and desire them the most? And that's when they usually say, it's when I see them doing something that they love or when they're doing, ex you know, excelling in their job, you know, for um, our partners, it's when they we come home and we've had success stories with our patients and we're feeling really optimistic about work and we can tell them about, um, you know, our next projects. And I think for these couples, their life it tends to get a little bit consumed by this need to be able to have a child. So I say, well, why don't we just take it a step back? We need to start focusing on sensation a little bit. So when we are having a sexual experience, I don't want you to be thinking, okay, well, tomorrow's the day. I know that we need to have sex tomorrow um, and we're just going to do it at night, one in the morning, one at night time. I ask them to actually prepare for an erotic experience. So make sure your room is clean. Let's tidy up the bedroom. Let's get rid of the Uber Eats bags. Let's get a candle in there. Um, you know, let's put on a sexy playlist. Make sure that you have like a hot shower beforehand. You've um, had maybe an hour to yourself or so to feel really good. Um, and you're not doing it straight after rolling in the door or really late at night. Maybe do it before you put on Netflix 
or before you have dinner and make sure, you know, we, we have fun, bring some toys out so that you are having satisfaction, you know, work that clitoral vibrator into it, make sure there's a huge amount of foreplay, lots of lubricant, maybe do a sensual massage with, uh, with some erotic time at the end, some intercourse at the end, so that everyone's feeling really relaxed and present in that situation, rather than having their mind um, future orientated, thinking about whether this will be the time that they're able to conceive or not. I also think that it's a good idea to have sex outside the bedroom for a little while. So maybe on the couch for a little bit, maybe when you're about to start Netflix, go, you know what, like, let's, let's just try and have a a quickie now or, you know, in the laundry or in the kitchen, something like that, make it a fun experience. Uh, and then we're able to obviously have a little bit more imagination, creativity, fantasy around those sexual encounters. That's a really good point because when people are thinking about having sex to have a baby, their mind is on having a baby and getting pregnant. Now, that's not necessarily the sexiest Mm. idea. No, absolutely. It's a lot of pressure. I would also myth bust a little bit in that you do have to have frequent sex. You do have to be able to have frequent sex to get pregnant, but you don't have to have sex every single day. And you don't have to have sex multiple times in the same day. And one thing that I do sometimes see in particularly women who have been trying really hard and putting their A game on and their very best effort to get pregnant, you can actually get vaginal irritation from having sex too often. Um, So just to put your mind at ease to all the couples that are listening, um, sperm is amazing. It has fortitude. And it can stick around in the female reproductive tract for up to five days. So when you have sex every second day, as the semen analysis is normal and the sperm count is strong, that is absolutely enough to achieve conception. And in an ideal circumstance, you'll be having sex every second day from if you have a regular cycle, um, if you have an average cycle, if you have a 28-day cycle, for example, from about day 10 to day 16. And that way, if you happen to throw a short cycle or if you happen to throw a long cycle in that particular month, you're going to have plenty of sperm there to meet the egg. And I would also shout out to all our listeners who do not have a regular cycle. And I would also shout out to all our listeners who've been trying for more than six months to get pregnant and are over 35 reach out and come and get checked out properly because there are often things that we do find when we do clinical investigations that can be corrected and can really boost your chances of getting pregnant. If you are not releasing an egg, you are not in the game. So if you're not ovulating, there's no way you're going to get pregnant. So no matter how you know, much you have sex, you're not going to get pregnant unless you release an egg. So if your cycle is highly irregular, that can be a sign that you are not actually releasing an egg. So come and get checked out. Totally. And I second that. I think that there's a lot of women out there that get really scared of coming and talking about this with their gynecologist. Um, But as you can hear, it's Raylia's job to help you have a baby and it's her pleasure to see you and she loves it she she's smiling at me through the computer right now the biggest <laughs> grin because there's nothing more 
you know, pleasurable for us as practitioners to be able to help you to get to whatever goal you want to achieve and to make you feel supported. So at the end of the day, you know, if you're seeing Raylier, it's you and Raylier against whatever concerns that you have. If you're seeing me, it's me and you and your partner against whatever concerns you have. And as a team, it's me and Raylier with you and your partner, if you have one, against whatever troubles you're coming up against. Let us help you because that's what we love to do. It's our passion. Absolutely. 110%. With some of my friends that have been trying to get pregnant and not succeeding, they start to feel like they're a bit of a failure. Um, I guess ultimately that's what we're made for, right? We're made to make more more of us. What What can we say to people that have kind of, they're just feeling like like they're doing something wrong? I would say that, that, you know, it, it's a central ambition and a central goal to many people's lives to have children and to have a family together. And it's something that we sometimes, you know, kind of have this aspiration that's it's kind of almost preordained that that's how our life is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen in exactly the way we planned, that can really be very disheartening. But I would say think back to when you were 18 or when you were 21 and you weren't thinking about having children when it wasn't on your radar you were still a valuable meaningful intelligent worthy human being and having a baby while it might be a central goal and something that you know we are more than excited and willing to help you achieve in the long run it's not who you are it's not all you are and it's not what your relationship is with your partner so I think that's also in terms of finding sexual satisfaction and rediscovering your sexual self I think it's really important to reconnect with those ideas of who you are and what you have to contribute to the world outside of being a mother or a father Absolutely. I, I think um, I'll add on to that. Your body is more than just a vehicle for reproduction. You are a worthy human being and, and so valued. I, I think that one thing that makes it especially difficult um, and one thing that I've really had to uh, put boundaries up for people that I know, friends of mine, patients, is when people start going, well, when are you having a baby? You know, well, when are you going to conceive? And for me, that, you know, makes my blood boil because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. If you think about that iceberg analogy, you can really only see what's going on on the surface for a lot of couples, for a lot of women as well. And we can never assume that anyone's having an easy time in terms of having a child. And we can never assume why people haven't had a child as well. For some, it's by choice. They don't want to have children. And that's also very okay. But for some, it's because it's been very difficult. Um, And I would say that it's important to get help for that stressful time for that psychologically difficult time I think it's also important to enlist the help of your friends your community your family and to say you know what I I'm just going through a bit right now I'd really prefer if no one asked me how I'm going with my 
conception because I have a team that I'm working on that with because that can just put a lot more pressure on on people it can also make people feel like failures and that conversation can get really tedious and can start making the whole process really unenjoyable so just be wary of how you are talking about it with your friends and with your loved ones Um, and if you feel like you're under pressure then absolutely you know enlist the help of your friends your partner your family members to say this is something that I'm just um, I need need to handle by myself right now or with my psychologist or my gynecologist. That's an amazing point because nobody has to face these challenges alone and we I think both agree that building a team to support a woman or to support a couple, a holistic team to address all of the needs that we can help with can be so powerful and so helpful. Mm, Absolutely. Some couples are very happy in their relationship but are not very sexual or are not couples that regularly have penetrative sexual intercourse and they come to see me because they want to have a baby and while I'm sometimes asked to take them down an assisted reproductive treatment route to help them do that I still refer couples who have difficulty being intimate sexually to see you Mm. uh, because one goal in sustaining and also extending the relationship is to achieve meaningful and comfortable, pleasurable sex. Can you talk a little bit about what those couples might expect when they see you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good point. We have to remember that our kids are going to grow up and leave us one day and we still want to have a really healthy sexual life and healthy relationship afterwards. So my job is to help you develop that foundation for a healthy sex life to really look at what sex means to you why you are having it beyond you know conception means um, and to make sure that you are able to communicate about sexuality in a healthy way because if you think about it it's a it's kind of easy to talk about sex with your friends or even someone that you don't know but it's really hard to talk about it with your partner sometimes. And I find that for a lot of people, they find that the most difficult person to talk about it with is their partner because there's so much emotion involved there. Um, It's so personal. It's so individualized as well. And I think that for me, I really aim at providing those couples with the ability to not only have a great sex life with what they're doing now, but to be able to expand on their sex life so that they don't have the same sexual script every time they go into the bedroom, so that they know that there is variety available and so that they have the confidence to be able to take sex wherever they want to take it. Sex isn't something that you just do, it's a place that you go and it's something that I want to help develop for you a really erotic space for you and your partner to feel confident in the bedroom and to have really high, healthy sexual self-esteem, you know, pain-free sex and uh, without any pressure or anxiety around it. So that's my job. And Chantal, what can we do to alleviate the pressure for men? Because while a woman, if she wants to have a baby and she's very driven, can physically have sex without being super aroused. Mm. She can go through the motions. But for men, that's not always possible because 
arousal is so central to their physiological sexual response. How can we help men who are finding it difficult in, you know, kind of coming up to to bat second Mm -hmm. daily around ovulation? Yeah, absolutely. So erectile dysfunction can be a really large problem during this time. Premature ejaculation as well, especially if you're ejaculating prior to penetration, um, is not going to make it easy to have a child. So for me, it's about reducing that performance anxiety through um, cooperation with your partner, through healthy exercises that really strip back your sexual life to not be so goal-orientated because it's kind of like the pink elephant analogy Um, you know, with men that go, oh my God, I need to get an erection. They start thinking, please don't fail. Please don't fail. Please don't lose your erection. You know, please don't lose your erection. And I like to say it in this way. If I ask you to not think about a pink elephant, what do you do? And people go, I'm thinking about a pink elephant. And it's the same with erections. If I ask you to not think about your erections, you're going to start thinking about them. So my job is not to distract them, but to actually make them feel mindful of what else is going on within that erotic scenario. So to focus on maybe the way that their partner's body looks or feels, to focus on the sensation in their body, to take the pressure off uh, what is going on in their genital regions um, so that they are able to relax that pelvic floor and able to get blood flow in to uh, the penis, but also so their body isn't going into fight, flight, or freeze mode, which basically means that the cortisol, the stress hormone in their body is going to increase and their erections are going to decrease. I try and make it fun for them, basically, um, without feeling like they have to perform. Um, And it's the same with, you know, women that are going to try and conceive and they've got you know, sexual pain and they're trying to push through the pain to have a baby, it's it's going to be very difficult. It's not going to work. Their partner will end up having erectile dysfunction because they are hurting their female partner. And this is a huge part of my job, making sure that we start off with a healthy foundation, a healthy base with no pain. So working on the painful sex, working on the erectile dysfunction and, um, getting into a really healthy routine around sexuality. And really important also to recognize that one in 10 women suffer from endometriosis. It's a really common gynecological condition that can be a contributing factor in delay to pregnancy. And it can also be a contributing factor in painful sex. So if you've been trying hard to have a baby, you've had delay to conception and you have painful sex, you really should come and get checked out because you might have endometriosis. Absolutely. That's something that is so common. And, you know, it takes on average, what, seven and a half years to get a diagnosis for endometriosis? That's right. Yeah. So if you're having really painful periods, if you have pain deep in the vagina um, or pain on penetration, come see Dr. Relia or or I, we refer to each other as soon as one of us gets a a lovely young person with any of these symptoms. We have to work as a team to make sure that we rule out any other physical um, contributions to that discomfort and then work on the physical and psychological ways that we can ease that pain uh, and also move towards contraception. And with our beautiful pelvic floor physio as well, we're just this amazing team to make sure that you feel healthy and well. Divine Dora. Divine Dora. We, Divine Dora. Um, we talked about it being about a six or 12-month wait before you go and get some help. If someone was to come to one of you for help with sex for conception, 
what would that first appointment look like with either one of you? Well, look, often I see patients when they've been trying for a while and they are struggling. And there are some couples who really should, as I spoke about earlier, come straight away. So if you're not ovulating, if you have really painful periods, if you have uh, difficulty having sex physically for whatever reason, male or female, then that's only going to make it more difficult for you to get pregnant. So women in that category should, and, and men, and I always do see women and men, when you're trying to get pregnant as a heterosexual couple, I need to see both of you to check you out fully and to make sure that your dynamic as a couple is optimal. In terms of um, Chantal, when you see someone from a primary referral, it's probably more because they're having sexual difficulties. Would would that be right? Yeah, I, I, I really, if I'm seeing people for this concern around having a baby, it's usually a referral from um, someone like yourself. Uh, if it is people who are referring themselves because you don't need to have a medical referral to see me, you can self-refer, it's usually because they're having troubles with um, sexual difficulties. And so it's my job to really be a detective into what's happening with them uh, from a psychological and physiological point of view, and also from a sociocultural. So what's happening in terms of how they've learned about sexuality, religion, etc., spirituality, and also um, their work and, uh, you know, how much time they have, how confident they feel, and also their interpersonal relationship with themselves, with their partner, with their family, with their community. And my job is to really unravel that and place it together in a way that's complementary to uh, what they need to achieve their goals and to make sure they're feeling the best that they can feel. So often sex is kind of the last thing that we talk about in my consultations because we're talking about how to make you feel good from uh, a holistic approach. Yeah, how to achieve their goals and also in some ways the goals they may not have consciously known that that are important Um, because I think, you know, to what a lot of what you might also do is uncover contributing factors that weren't something that were in the forefront of, of the mind of the couple but are so critically important. So I think couples often think of sex as very mechanical when it comes to having a baby but the dynamics are, are far from simple. I've had so many patients over the years come to have assistance because of family pressure, because of um, pressure from their community, because of pressure from their relationship. So all of these factors are so also very important. We talked about changing up the location of sex. Chantelle, can you give couples any other helpful hints when trying to have a baby? How can they spice up the sex life? Mm, Okay. So location-wise, we can take it outside the bedroom. You know, that can even be in your car. That can be a quickie somewhere. Obviously, we're not really allowed to go out anywhere right now, so we can't be in a public bathroom anywhere. But... um, you're not in Melbourne, you can. Just not in just Melbourne. Oh, true. true. I'm, I'm so in my own bubble. All right. If you're allowed to go out and go out, then you definitely get a little bit naughty with it because that makes things so much more fun. 
I would say that bathrooms are a great place, uh, we, you know, in the shower or in the kitchen or on the couch. I always believe in trying to just make it as fun and pleasurable and comfortable as possible. I think if we're going into the same erotic scenario where we're doing the same thing every single time, we're just not going to enjoy that experience because it's like eating the same leftovers every single night for dinner. I don't want to eat spaghetti bolognese every night. I want to try different cuisines. I want to try different spices, go to new restaurants. And it's the same with your sex life. You want to try new positions. You want to try new types of foreplay. You want to have times where maybe um, you're doing a lot of outer course before you do penetration. You, you know, and shout out to all the people who have different disabilities out there that maybe aren't able to have penetration. There's obviously ways to uh, conceive. We have the turkey basing method. We have methods that Raylia is allowed to, um, or very good at helping you out with. And these can all add to that erotic experience because it's exciting to be able to conceive in different ways I would say getting some great sex toys are a must so getting you know a penis sleeve for the male a masturbator sleeve um, from love honey is a great idea a clitoral vibrator you know if you're into backdoor play getting some good anal sex toys um, you know always using lots of lubricant having your favorite sex playlist on you know let's just get kinky with it read some erotic stories to each other or listen to um, apps like try queen or dipsia which are erotic story apps so great and these just bring you into a different zone and they can make you forget about this um, crazy world that we're living in right now and make sure that you're in your own erotic bubble another great thing is to also think of your fantasy or get dressed up in some you know lingerie who said that conceiving isn't sexy you know let's make it as sexy as possible and let's feel good in that scenario fantastic Thank you so much, Raylia and Chantel, for the conversation today. We will put links in our show notes to, for people who'd like some more help or information about the services being offered. Chantel, if people want to know more about you, how can they find you? Sure. So please come find me. I would love to have a chat to you. Um, my website is www.chantelotten.com. Dot com and my Instagram, which is full of you know tips and education around sexuality and eroticism, is at Chantel underscore Otten underscore sexologist, which I'm sure will be in the show notes. So you can just click it and come through. You know, shoot me a DM or you know have a look at some of the content on there. I would love to be able to help you out. And I'm so grateful that you've allowed me to come on here because I've had such a great time and I'm looking forward to the next few episodes together. Yes. Thank you. And also just a shout out to anyone who's not in Melbourne or who is in Melbourne lockdown and does not want to venture forth into the scary world that is outside. Chantel does offer telehealth consultations, um, which is amazing. So you can get advice in this private area of medicine and psychology from the comfort of your bedroom. So true. Thank you for mentioning that, Raylia. You also have telehealth too, Raylia, if someone would like to have. It's true. And we encourage patients who don't require examination um, to reach out via telehealth for a first consultation. Certainly um, can get you on the right track trying to have a baby if you need a bit of help. Thank you, ladies. Thank you.